I feel the Burning Man is a magical thing. If you go into a bar at your home and you say, hey, you tell your friends, I want to build a whale and we're going to all drive around in it and it's going to have a cocktail bar and it's going to shoot flame out of the spout and we'll be able to fit 100 people on it and we'll have a dance party and DJs and stuff. People will say, ah, you, whatever, have another drink, you're an idiot. But if you attach four Burning Man to that, people immediately know that it's a possible thing. And so many impossible things that I've heard people say to me, I've seen here. Hi, everybody. My name is Shauna, and this is the American English Podcast. My goal here is to teach you the English spoken in the United States. Through common expressions, pronunciation tips, and interesting cultural snippets or stories, I hope to keep this fun, useful, and interesting. Let's do it. I'm so very excited about the topic in today's episode. We're going to talk about Burning Man, which is a huge event that takes place in Nevada's desert every single year. In that intro, you heard a man give you one small taste of what you'll find at that event. I'll post the link to that video in the transcript. It's from a video called Reborn from the Ashes, Burning Man 2015. In this episode, we'll talk more about this event, how it got started, and what it's like to actually participate in it. But before we get to that, I'd like to start with a joke, an expression, and some exercises to practice your pronunciation. So let's begin with that joke. What do you call a woman who puts her credit card statements straight in the fire? Any ideas? Bernadette. Get it? Burn a debt. Debt has a silent B, D-E-B-T, and it is something that you owe, usually money. A credit card statement lists a good amount of debt, usually, debt you owe to the bank. And Bernadette, well, that's also a name. Let's hear that joke once again. What do you call a woman who puts her credit card statements straight in the fire? Bernadette. All right, so on to um, the expression of the day, to play with fire. Let's go through the individual words in this expression before I give you its meaning and its usage. To play means to engage in an activity for enjoyment. For example, when I was a kid, I used to play with Barbies. With is a preposition, but here sort of a function word to indicate a participant or another object involved in the statement being said. For example, he plays with fire. He is the subject and fire is the object that he is playing with. Fire is combustion or burning in which substances combine chemically with oxygen from the air and typically give out bright light, heat, and smoke. So when you go camping, you might need to light a fire. The definition of to play with fire means to do something that may pose great harm to oneself or the people around you. We often use the expression when we want to advise someone not to do something that will have a bad outcome. Let's go through some examples. Example number one, a woman has been happily married to her husband for 20 years. She recently became friends with an attractive trainer at her gym, who's her age, and one day he asks her to go out for coffee. So she responds and says, sure, how about later on this week? So when she tells her good friend that she's going out to coffee with her trainer, her friend responds, what? (laughs) Why? You're married. Why would you go out with your trainer? You're playing with fire. 
In other words, you're doing something that can potentially harm you, and in this case, your marriage. Example number two, and this is a personal example. So when I was in high school, I worked in an outdoor fruit market in the valley near my house. My best friends worked there and also a few other kids from other high schools. One of my coworkers, Andrea, had a crush on this guy, Jose, and would flirt with him all the time. One day she threw grapes at him one by one and hid behind her cash register every time he looked her way. She was playing with fire. She knew that she shouldn't throw produce of the fruit market in the fruit market, especially while working. She risked hitting a customer and that's exactly what happened. When the customer was hit with the grape, she called out the boss. My boss, Larry, fired Andrea on the spot in front of Jose. When you play with fire, in other words, when you do something that might harm yourself or others, you can get hurt. So example number three, there's a high school kid named Dave whose parents are very strict and very involved in his life. When he turns 16, they sit him down to talk. Dave's parents believe that marijuana is a gateway drug to harder drugs. They tell him, don't play with fire. In other words, don't experiment with marijuana, or you might end up doing heroin, for example, later on. You might harm yourself. Once again, to play with fire means to do something that poses great harm to yourself or people around you. As you can see from these examples, it may be physical harm, emotional harm, reputational harm, etc. All right, so let's go ahead and do a listen and repeat exercise so that you can practice your pronunciation. We'll use the sentence, don't play with fire. Repeat after me, don't. Don't play. Don't play with. Don't play with fire. Don't play with fire. Don't play with fire. Notice here there is a stop T on don't. You don't hear that T there. Don't, don't, don't. And the conjugation, repeat after me. I played with fire. You played with fire. He played with fire. She played with fire. We played with fire. They played with fire. It played with fire. On to the topic of the day, Burning Man. On June 21st, 1986, a wooden man, eight feet tall, burned on Baker Beach in San Francisco. Two young men, Larry Harvey and Jerry James, thought it would be an interesting way to welcome the summer solstice, the longest day of the year. They gathered a bunch of old lumber, shaped it like a man, and got about 12 friends to carry it down to the beach. When they got there, they threw some gasoline on it and let it burn. According to Jerry, when it flamed up, it was like a second sun brought down to this earth. It was just, it transfixed us. The fire drew the attention of others on the beach, and in no time, the small group had tripled to 35 people. Although they were all strangers, there was nothing strange about the encounter. Good vibes were in the air. So when out of nowhere, a man appeared with his pants on his head and began playing the guitar, everyone broke into song and danced around the flames. So that simple story has been told again and again. 
not just because the simple act of burning a wooden man had created such a strong sense of community among strangers. That beach burning was the beginning of the Burning Man Gathering, an annual event in the middle of the Nevada desert that now attracts over 70,000 free-spirited people, talented artists, musicians, and more. As the years passed, the Burning Man grew, and so did the crowds. According to Larry, they hadn't even considered burning the man at a venue or even asking the city for permission. Quote, we were illegal going down to the beach to burn this thing. That was until 1990 when the police cracked down on the attendees demanding a permit. The size of the event, they thought, was not only a fire hazard in California's wildfire season, but there was a huge liability if anything else went wrong. So that night when the police came, the beach was packed and the burning man towered at 40 feet tall. Many people thought it would be canceled for good. In other words, forever. But they pushed the event back to Labor Day, which falls on the first Monday of September in the U.S., and permanently moved the location to Black Rock Desert, which is a very flat desert landscape with harsh temperatures about 100 miles north of Reno in Nevada. That is where the event still takes place today, except it's not only one day, it's a full eight-day-long event. So what is Burning Man like nowadays? In order to attend, you need to pay $425 for a ticket, but once you're there, everything is free. According to Business Insider, quote, because no money changes hands, you can participate in activities such as wine tastings, zip lining, and massages, all given out by various attendees for free, unquote. There are 10 principles of the event, and two of them are communal efforts and gifting. So you give without expecting anything else in return. You'll also meet a lot of interesting people at this event. Radical self-expression is one of the other principles. You can be whoever you want to be. So you'll see people in ornate costumes with painted faces and painted bodies. You might walk by someone in a robot costume, a sailor, and then someone on stilts, right? Stilts are these upright poles that support your feet and enable you to walk high above the ground. You might see people on stilts at the circus, but at Burning Man, they're everywhere. So you'll also see many people wearing goggles and dust masks to protect themselves from the dust that floats in the air when sudden gusts of wind hit. It's not uncommon to actually have dust storms in the desert. You'll also maybe hear and see some performances. Although Burning Man does not consider itself a festival, uh, they say they're an event or a gathering, there are some DJs on what they call mutant vehicles, vehicles that have been stripped down to their bare bones and reconstructed into elaborate art forms, such as ships, castles, houses, bars, and more. You'll see these moving across the landscape. So Skrillex and Diplo have made surprise appearances in the past. And according to Vice, many times music is paired with some art form. For example, burning of installations. Uh, Major Lazer and Above and Beyond apparently performed to live yoga in the past. If you look out over the landscape, you'll also see a lot of art installations beyond creative. And really, words don't do them justice. For example, in the past, there were high desert wind instruments, these massive dragonflies, 
that makes sound when the wind blows. In recent years, there was a 40-foot-tall lit-up jellyfish that you could climb into for great views, and also a robot that invented songs based on the weather. So artists and just normal people from all over the world may spend months and sometimes even years uh, designing and constructing these art installations. For this year, for 2019, I watched a video about a construction called a flyberry, which is a library with an open ceiling shaped like a head. (laughs) And there are bird-like books, quote, flying out of the top. So who would have thought that there would ever be a library with no roof shaped like a head in the desert? So this kind of unpredictability and, you know, the impossible really becomes possible once you're at Burning Man. So participation is another principle. Everyone is invited to work and play. So volunteer, be part of something. If you want to build something with your neighbor, maybe, you know, construct a dinosaur and then burn it down, you can do that. You can join in whatever activities you see around you. So who comes to this Burning Man event? Uh, Burning Man does keep a census archive on their website to inform whoever is interested in the type of people who attend. So various information has been collected in the past, such as race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, political party, household income, demographic information, such as age, gender, and where someone's from. The majority of the attendees were between 24 and 34 years old. That's 47% of the total in 2017. 76.2% were from the U.S. and almost half of those were from California. 77.5% have English as a native language. And I mention this because I think If you are learning English and really are looking for new and unique ways to practice, this might be a way to do it. Eight days of nonstop speaking. Everyone's open to talk to you. So there you go. (laughs) Um, Some people get the impression that this event is just for hippies or bohemians. But in fact, there's a huge mix of people. That's another one of the principles. Radical self-inclusion. Everyone is invited. In a recent statistic, it said that 2.4% were between the ages of 0 and 19. So that means that even kids are there. Famous people also go as guests. In recent years, Heidi Klum was there, P. Diddy, and Elon Musk. You'll also be around some very successful people from all walks of life, from all fields. So what's important to know about Burning Man before you go there? Another one of the principles is self-reliance. So desert climates are harsh and unpredictable. The weather reaches up to over 100 degrees during the day and can drop down to about 50 degrees at night. So you need to come prepared. There's nothing there, no grocery stores, no infrastructure. In fact, the event is about decommodification meaning there's no advertising or commercial sponsorships. So that means you need to bring your own food, your own water, your own first aid kit. Just make sure that you are prepared for yourself. Rely on yourself. That's where the word comes from, self-reliance. Immediacy is another principle. The best way to connect with others, as we all know, is by being present. And so having your cell phone out while you're in a group of people is heavily frowned upon. So let those others connect with you and put your cell phones away. It's what they recommend. 
I must also mention civic responsibility. This is the ninth principle out of the 10. So from the surface, this event may seem like chaos, but due to the huge number of participants, as I mentioned, over 70,000 in recent years, they have to have some order. So camps are set out in a grid-like structure. You can't drive a car within the event's limits other than these mutant vehicles. And that's why you see a lot of people on bikes if you watch some YouTube videos. You can't have fireworks, there are no animals permitted, and you can only burn things in designated burning areas. So I've told the story of the event, what it's like, and mentioned nine of the 10 principles that exist there. The last principle is leave no trace. And a trace is a mark or other indication of the existence of someone being in a specific place. So for one week out of the year, Every year, a temporary city is built out of nothing and nothing is left behind. No litter and no sign of humans. So year by year, the event gets bigger and bigger and attracts more and more free-spirited people and artists. So if you'd like to know more about this event, I posted a lot of really great links within the transcript. And if you go to the website at www.americanenglishpodcast.com, you can access that as well as get a listening comprehension quiz for this topic and some conversation questions if you want to talk about this with your language partner or teacher. Hope you enjoyed and until next time, bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the American English Podcast. Remember, it's my goal here to not only help you improve your listening comprehension, but to show you how to speak like someone from the States. If you want to receive the full transcript for this episode, or you just want to support this podcast, make sure to sign up to premium content on AmericanEnglishPodcast.com. Thanks and hope to see you soon.